We are one short step away from war. Serious. Tell you about that coming up. The Pelosi saga, more BS, continues. And three teens restore my faith in humanity. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. And sup, Aldwin Wong. Good to see you in here tonight. We missed you the last couple of times. But uh, yeah, you're back. Good to have you along for the ride. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and of course our main channel on Rumble.com. We get lots of views over there on Rumble. We thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, it's absolutely free when you're here on Rumble or YouTube, wherever it might be. Just click the subscribe button. It's free. It helps the show a lot. And uh, I really appreciate that. We, we won't be spamming your inbox and all that stuff, but uh, just create an account on rumble.com, click subscribe. Or again, if you're already on YouTube, you can subscribe to our channel over there. And uh, Facebook is a follow and twitch.tv also a subscribe. So thank you for that. Also, our podcast listeners, thank you and welcome in. Our audio part of the sh- live show three nights a week goes out as an audio podcast about 15, 20 minutes after we're done with the live show. And you can find us on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the Android platforms, Google, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, you'll find our podcast over there. So please uh, check us out and do subscribe. You can take us with you. All right. Well, having said all of that, it's time to say this about our favorite little furry girl. Miko Update. (laughs) Miko Update. She is still uh, mid-cycle. I guess that's the most politically correct, polite society way to put it. So, yeah, we're going through that. Our hormones are raging, and uh, when we go for walks, we have to be very careful around other uh, other dogs. Uh, I'll tell you, and I did get a, a message about this. Somebody said, why haven't you gotten her fixed yet? Our plan was actually to uh, have her have a single litter of puppies, and uh, and then we would have her uh, fixed. Um, however, those plans have changed and uh, we decided against that idea for a number of reasons that we won't get into. And so after this cycle is uh, done and over and there's been enough time since it's passed, uh, we will we will indeed have Miko uh, snipped. So yeah, that in answer to your question. There you go. All right. So she's doing really well. And here, <laughs> look at that smile. Uh, that was just uh, maybe four or five hours ago as we were getting for ready for our evening walk and uh, she was uh, she was excited as always ready to go that's me putting on my uh, my socks and my leggings and <clears throat> getting ready for a for a walk uh yes uh we will have Miko spade uh right after this uh, this cycle is is through so again the reason she hasn't been spade she'll be 3 years old in a month december 1st is her birthday so um yeah, uh, the reason we haven't, as I explained, is because we were going to have her uh, have a litter of puppies, but we've since changed our mind, and so we will. Uh, yeah, once this cycle's done, we will, we'll have her, uh, we'll have her fixed, as they say. So there's our little lady, and she's doing great. And uh, wow, <laughs> she just—you have no idea the joy. I mean, look at that face. You have no, it makes me cry. I know, I'm a big wuss. But you have absolutely no idea the joy 
that she brings to our life. It's just, it's incredible. It's amazing. Hey, our Amico update is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. What is BarkBox.com? It is a monthly subscription service. If you're in the U.S., U.S. territories, or Canada, it's available to you. Sadly, they don't yet ship nationwide. But every month, you will get a box full of themed treats for your dog and toys. You get uh, three or four toys, three or four bags of treats, and a dog chew. And every month, they come with a special theme. If you use our special link to make the, to the, sign up for the subscription, you will get a extra month free if you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Now, you can just sign up for one month. You get one box. That's it. You're done. Thank you very much. Do that. I encourage you to do that because I promise you when you get this one, you will go right back to the site and you will sign up for more because uh, they are incredible. A six-month subscription with our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, will get you a seventh month. And a 12-month subscription will get you 13 months. So you get an extra month for free. Every What do they look like? Well, let me just quickly show you here an example of some of the... Uh, some of the um, themes that they have come up with, uh, they're, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, the net is going a little wonky here tonight. Ah, here we go. All right. I'm actually loading these pages live as we talk here, so you have to bear with me. Usually it's, uh, it's not quite as slow as this tonight, but there you go. Hey, Halloween party. Oh, here's the new one. Gobble, gobble for Thanksgiving. Cool. Check it out. That looks like pumpkin spice crap. <laughs> all right so there's your treats there's your chew there's your toys one two three four cool toys uh there was a halloween party for october harry potter boops and scoops uh star wars stranger things jurassic world the nba they've had all these amazing uh, boxes and they just keep getting more and more creative barkbox.com slash miko m-i-k-o this is the latest one, and uh, very easy to check them out if you're in the U.S., U.S. territories, or Canada. If you're not, if you're outside of this, those areas, you can either use one of those forward shipping services. They charge a small fee, but it's pretty reasonable. Or maybe you've got a friend in the States or in Canada. You can arrange with them to have it shipped to them and then have them just forward it to you wherever you may be. Malaysia, the UK, Australia, who knows? But anyway, trust me, it's worth it. They are great, a great company. Their customer service second to none. If you are ever unsatisfied with anything, they will make it right. And they will, uh, yeah, they are great. Uh, BarkBox.com slash Miko. If you forget, the link is always in our show notes right towards the top. That's our description down below. And uh, you can check it out. All right, there we go. Let's move on. <sighs> to these idiots doing everything they can to push us into war, a war that most normal people don't want, including this guy. The Pentagon has, this is from Zero Hedge, the link's in our show notes, the Pentagon has confirmed that U.S. boots are on the ground in Ukraine. Two bombshell reports by the AP and Washington Post Monday and Tuesday, confirmed the U.S. has boots on the ground in the Ukraine conflict. These troops were performing tasks separate from mere embassy security. The American troops are said to be performing 
inspections of U.S. weapon caches. After last week, the State Department and Pentagon unveiled a new plan to track U.S. supplied weapons in an effort to implement accountability for the billions of dollars that have been sent and billions of dollars in arms and ammunition that we sent to Ukraine since near the start uh, about eight months ago. A small number of military forces inside Ukraine have recently begun doing on-site inspections to ensure that Ukrainian troops are properly accounting for the Western-provided weapons they receive, a senior U.S. defense official told uh, Pentagon reporters Monday. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. A Pentagon briefing confirmed this small contingency of troops has been advised to to not do inspections close to the front lines of fighting. Mm. Okay, so let me put on my tinfoil hat solidly. And let me say these inspectors, who are U.S. military, are out there, not at the embassy. And suddenly a Russian incoming bomb goes off. And one or more of them gets killed, God forbid. You know what happens next? We're at war. Not that they wouldn't have thought of that. Mm -hmm. But that's how it works, folks. Stick these guys out in the field. They're not near the front lines of fighting, but they are out there. And if something happens, one of these guys or more gets taken out, like I said, God forbid, and it's on. That thought should scare the hell out of you. Biden, these idiot Democrats, are trying, for whatever reason, to get us into this war. The deep state, military-industrial complex, all those buzzwords. Of course, it's good for business. The U.S. government, says Aldwin, uh, should focus more on giving reparations to black people than funding it for Ukraine and Israel. Black people have yet to receive their reimbursements after a long period of slavery. Uh, I completely, on 1,000% disagree. There should be absolutely no reparations paid as no one alive today owned any slaves and no one alive today was a slave. It's a horrible part of our history, which we have fixed, but I don't owe you anything, and you don't owe me anything. Reparations are bullshit. I said it, and I meant it. Read the rest of this article. It's from Zero Hedge. Always does a great job of reporting on this stuff. And uh, it's just, uh, it is scary, scary toast. And the idea, the idea that we are just one breath away from going full-on into this war, which apparently is what they've wanted for the longest time, is just unbelievable. No, that debt does not need to be paid. There is no debt. I don't owe you anything. I didn't own slaves. My family didn't own slaves. And and none of the uh, African-American friends that I know were slaves or have been slaves. So, case closed. 
Uh, we, we will never agree on that, no matter what. I completely disagree with reparations, whether it's American Indian, uh, black folks, uh, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Women's rights, gay rights, nobody owes reparations for anything. All right, here's another one. Uh, you must have seen this one. If not, <laughs> uh, this appeared in The Atlantic, which, of course, is a just a left-wing rag. But there was an article that came out that says, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Basically, when they locked you in your house unnecessarily, when they forced you to wear face diapers that didn't do anything, when they uh, didn't allow you access or even to mention the word ivermectin, in fact, saying that now might get me banned on a couple of platforms we're on. Um, and so this moron, Emily, whatever the hell her name is, writes an article, uh, kind of an op-ed piece saying, oh, you know, let's just make a truce. Let's just kosong kosong zero zero. Let's let's level the playing field. Well, most thinking, intelligent people said exactly the same thing that Jeff said in this public post. The Atlantic has come under fire for suggesting that all the terrible pandemic era decisions over lockdowns, school closures, masking, pushing an entire class of people who were questioned on the efficacy of uh, efficacy of wisdom, uh, wisdom of taking a rushed experimental vaccine for a virus with a 99% survival rate in most should all be water under the bridge. Remember, they wouldn't let you go to the, be by the bedside of your dying parents or husband or wife, partner. You murderous hypocrites. Outrage ensues after the Atlantic suggests amnesty for pandemic authoritarians. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. And of course, Facebook, you know, putting this uh, COVID-19, because when anything appears with those words in it, they have to, you know, they have to make some bullcrap covid posting anyway no not just no hell no you'll get no amnesty from me i will never ever forget what you did what you allowed to happen and i'm not just talking about politicians and, and our quote-unquote so-called leaders i'm talking about your neighbors who were so caught up in this mind-numbing crap that they did the same thing. They bought, drank the Kool-Aid, bought the, the, the package hook, line, and sinker, and they are just as responsible for it. They were the ones also out there shaming you, embarrassing you, helping to support the bullcrap when it should never have happened. You want amnesty? Get the f out. All right. Uh, Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Okay. Because you have to say this because, you know, you just have to. It is horrible what happened to Paul Pelosi. It should never have happened. It is a terrible thing. We understand he has recovered somewhat. He's doing better. And that is good news. However, <laughs> the post, the link to this post is in our uh, our our show notes tonight if you want to read the whole thing. 
the attempt to twist the Paul Pelosi attack into a broader story about supposed extremism in Republican rhetoric, so vote Dem, is so transparently opportunistic and pathetic. Everyone can see what you're doing, Democrats and the media, and it's disgusting. That quote from Ben Shapiro. I like Ben Shapiro a lot. Anyway, check out this whole article here. It's very well written. And uh, yeah, again, what the security, all 28 security cameras weren't working. Now we find out that the U.S. Capitol Police actually had a live feed from Pelosi's home on the West Coast to their place. And they just didn't notice. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you're going to come up with some bullcrap stories, you might want to, uh, you know, think it through first and make sure that what you're saying is something that anybody with half a brain could actually believe. This is interesting. The suspect has pled not guilty in the Nancy Pelosi attack. Okay, the ads are going to come up, so I'm going to have to cut through these because the Malay mail is full of nothing but ads. Um, The man accused of attacking the husband of U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi with a hammer pleaded not guilty to attempted murder and other charges when he appeared yesterday in a San Francisco court. David DePape, 42, ordered to be held in custody. What happened to no cash bail? Hmm. I guess it doesn't apply to everybody. Uh, After the arraignment in the city where he is alleged to have assaulted Paul Pelosi in a pre-dawn attack in the couple's luxury home. Good that he pled not guilty. And here's why. Because now it will go to court. And in discovery, they will have to release the police's body cam footage, I would think. They would have to release if it exists and it hasn't been Epstein'd, the uh, home security cameras, 28 different security cameras at Pelosi's place. Mm. And by the way, let me just say now, De Pepe didn't kill himself, okay? he He's still alive, but so it's been said for the record. Ben Shapiro is a hypocrite. Um, he says some things a bit hypocritical sometimes, but for the most part, I kind of like his style and his attitude. Wakanda forever. (laughs) Okay, you got it. Uh, Let's see, what else we got? (laughs) Uh, You and this Wakanda stuff, I swear. All right, what else we got going on here? Oh, yeah, you remember the story we did? Uh, Again, if you're not in Malaysia, uh, you probably may not be familiar with these uh, decorations for Deepavali, but there's a uh, there's a thing made with uh, usually colored rice. It's not always colored rice because that's expensive, but it's called a kolam, and uh, the kolam is this beautiful, amazing. Let me just show you the picture here. Uh, there you go. If you're listening on the podcast, check out the link in our show notes. But these are the one on the right. Is, uh, is the finished decoration. And they, they create these, artists create these things. They're absolutely beautiful, and they're used to celebrate uh, Deepavali. Deepavali. It's called a kolam. K-O-L, how's it spelled? K-O-L-A-M. Okay. Well, we did the story about this absolute criminal, disrespectful piece of crap moron who was going around, in fact, this very kolam, 
and stepping on it and mushing it around and disrespecting it, all the while smiling at the camera like, oh, look at me, aren't I cool? And we made the comment there that this guy ought to be located, identified, located, and arrested. Well, this article came out in World of Buzz, links in our show notes. The creator of that column shares a message calling for peace and love among Malaysians. Following the incident where a KPJ Klang Specialist Hospital staff member deliberately walked over and purposely destroyed a Deepavali-themed kolam. Many have been outraged by his behavior, this boy included. But the creator of the kolam says uh, he is Nathan De Romeo, also the Malaysian man who had uh, put in all the hard work. These things take hours to create. He took to his Facebook page to call for Malaysians to basically let the incident go. And let love win, especially now that action has been taken against his fellow staff member. I don't know. Let me see in the art. I didn't pre-read this. Um, I uh, Hi, everyone. This is Nathan, the creator of the viral Deepavali column at JPJ Klang. I'm one of the staff here, too. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who spoke up on the column issue, regardless of religion and race, um, for your Kind information, our hospital management and higher authorities have taken the appropriate action on the irresponsible behavior, irresponsible behavior of their related staffs. Therefore, I kindly request that you guys not make the issue viral anymore. Let's stay united and peaceful in this multiracial country. Thank you once again. Love and peace to all Malaysians. Well, yes, I agree with the sentiment. And it's wonderful that you who spent countless hours creating this beautiful column. But what I don't agree with happens all the time here. Nobody in this country gets pissed off enough. And you need to start getting pissed off enough. Or nothing will ever change. And next Deepavali, there will be some other freaking moron, idiot, disrespectful piece of crap who does something like this because nobody got pissed off enough. Get angry. Be upset. Do something about it. I am not talking about violence. There is never, ever a call for violence. Violence is never the answer for anything. But whatever legal road you have to go down, whatever needs to be done, it needs to be done. And not forgive everybody. Now look, God bless you for having such an, an open heart that you would come out and say, look, enough is enough. They took care of this guy. Let's let it go. I wouldn't let it go. I would take this thing as far as you possibly could. It's because we don't do this that it continues to happen. And by the way, you can apply that rule, not just here in Malaysia, in the U.S., wherever you may be. Don't just forgive and forget. Ben Shapiro didn't allow Kanye West to speak about his opinions on the Daily Wire due to anti-Semitism. When the Daily Wire did invite guests with different opinions, Ye's comments weren't even anti-Semitic. Uh, I'm Yeah. You're not wrong. All right. Anyway, 
like I said, link to that is in our show notes. Kudos to the creator of the uh, of the column, Nathan DeRomeo. But I got to tell you, dude, it's just going to continue to happen when if people don't put their foot down and say enough. Thankfully, it appears that they've taken some action. The article does not mention what action was taken. I would hope this idiot, disrespectful moron got fired because that's the least that should happen. All right, we're going to end with one good news story because we were all kind of heavy tonight. And we always like to end with something good before we get on to our book, Bambi, which is uh, what the book that we're reading nowadays. Um, and this, wow, this is great. Um, three teens push a woman's broken down car for five miles as she couldn't afford to pay for a tow truck. There they are. This is insane. A woman was driving her Chevy, Chevy Cobalt through Ontario, Canada, on a lonely highway around 1 o'clock in the morning when it broke down. Three teenage boys were on their way to grab something to eat after a late-night swim and spotted the smoking car and its distressed driver. So they pulled over, still in their swimsuits, and attempted to fix what was wrong with the woman's car. There's these three heroes. All three of their dads had taught them how to fix cars, but this one was done for which they quickly realized. Uh, She told them she couldn't afford to have her car towed. That's when the boys, Aaron McQuillan, 18, Bailey Campbell, 17, and Billy Tarbett, 15 years old, decided to push the woman's car all the way to her house, just over four miles away. Wow. So the woman steering, the boys pushed for more than three hours. At some point during the push, another motorist, Dan Morrison of Niagara Falls, could see what was going on, so he slowed down and got behind the boys pushing the car on the side of the road, put on his four-way flashers so other motorists would be warned, and his headlights were on so he could light the way for the guys pushing the car. He was amazed at the boys' kindness uh, for that woman. There is a look at that. There's a picture taken, I assume, by this Dan guy who uh, who was helping out. Unbelievable. Four miles, says Dan. I'd never met these kids in my life. Dad mode went into effect, and I just wanted to make sure these kids were safe. So would they do it again? They answered, you bet we would. Yes. Ha. That will restore your faith in humanity. Nice, nice. Yeah, and strong teens too. Can you imagine pushing a car for four miles? That is insane. But what a what a great story. What great news that is. Love to share these kind of things with you guys. All right. Are you ready for a book? We do books on this show. And uh, for the last, oh, many, many streams. Uh, what is this show? 284, I think. Wow. Um, well, we're coming up on show 300. We should do something. All right. Anyway, yeah, we do books. We've, we've read all kinds of classic books. They come to us from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org, and you can find them over there. You can read along with us if you like. Uh, we're a big advocate of reading. Not only should you as an adult go back and read, read books you've already read. You're, 
you're older and more mature now. You might find a different perspective on the books that you read a long time ago. And, of course, to encourage your children to read. Um, most important of all is to get your kids reading. Get a book in their hands. Even if it's on a tablet, an ebook, fine. An actual book with pages and pictures and things, even better. But uh, one of the ways that we encourage you to do that is we read to you. And we've done Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, The Wizard of Oz. So many great books. You can find them in all our past shows. We read a chapter or part of a chapter every episode, and then we move on until we finish the book and then start another one. So right now we've been doing Bambi, and we're going to continue on with that. Let's pop up the cover of the original book. It was written in German by Felix Sultan. And we've got the English translation, which pretty much covers the uh, the Disney animated film everybody knows and loves, Bambi. Well, we found out about him and his dangerous third hand in the discussion with all the woodland characters. Whatever it was, a third hand or something different. It was something terrible, something they could not understand. And most of them knew about it only from what they'd been told by others. But some of them had seen it with their own eyes. He would stand there a long way off without moving. There was no way of explaining what he did or how it happened. But there would suddenly be a bang like thunder. Fire sprayed out. And even at that distance from him, you would collapse with your breast torn open, and you would die. They all lowered their heads while she told them this, as if they were pressed down by some dark force that had some inexplicable power over them. They listened eagerly to the many different accounts of seeing him, and every story was full of horror, full of blood and suffering. They took all this in and still wanted to hear more of what was being said. Stories that must have been made up, all the fairy tales and legends they'd heard from their grandfathers and great-grandfathers. And as they listened, they unconsciously learned, while still afraid, about how to make peace with this dark world, or at least to run away from it. How does this happen? asked young Karas, quite dispirited, that he can be so far away and still knock you down. Didn't you, your clever crow, explain that to you? sneered Mrs. Nettler. No, said Karas with a smile. She says she's often seen it, but no one knows how to explain it. Well, he can even knock the crows down from the tree when he feels like it, observed Rano. And he knocks the pheasants down from the sky, Auntie Enna added. Bambi's mother said, he throws his hand out there. That's what my grandmother told me. Does he really? Mrs. Nettler asked. And what is it that makes that horrible thunderous noise? When his hand tears itself away from his body, Bambi's mother explained, There's a flash of fire, and it makes a bang like thunder. On the inside, that's all he is, just fire. Excuse me, said Ronald, 
There is some truth in saying he's nothing but fire on the inside, but it's wrong to say that it's his hand he uses. A strike from a hand could never cause injuries like that. You can see it for yourself. It's much more likely to be a, a tooth that he throws at us. Think about that. That would explain a lot. And so you die, because he bites you. Young Karis breathed a deep sigh. Will he ever stop chasing us down? Then Morena spoke. The girl is now nearly an adult. That means that one day he'll come and join us and be as gentle as we are. He'll play games with us. Everyone in the forest will be happy and we'll make peace together. Miss Netla shrieked with laughter. It's best if he just stays where he is and leaves us alone. You shouldn't say things like that, Aunt Edna admonished her. Why not then, retorted Miss Netla, as she became more heated. That's really not something I could imagine. Make peace with him. He's been murdering us for as long as we've been able to think. And our sisters and our mothers and our brothers. For all the time we've been in the world, he never leaves us in peace. He kills us whenever he sees us. And you want to make peace with him? That's just stupid. Marina looked at everyone with her gentle, sparkling eyes wide open. There's nothing stupid about making peace, she said. We've got to make peace. I'm going to get something to eat, said Mrs. Nettler. She turned around and ran off. The winter went on. Sometimes it became milder, but then the snow would come again, and each time it did, it lay higher on the ground so it was impossible to scrape away. Worst of all was when it became warm enough for it to thaw, and then the snow that had melted into the water would freeze when the night came. There'd be a thin layer of ice that you could easily slip on. It would also often break, so sharp splinters would cut the deer's tender fetlocks, cut them bloody. But now there was a hard frost, which had lasted for days. The air was clean and thin, such as it had never been before, and the frost was full of strength. It began to tinkle with a sound that was fine and high. It was so cold, the air sang. Everything was quiet in the forest, but something shocking happened that day. One time, the crows attacked the hare's little son, who was already lying down ill, and killed him in a most gruesome way. His cries of pain were long and pitiful and could be heard by all. Bambi's friend, the hare, was away at the time, but he heard the sad news and he couldn't contain himself. Another time, the squirrel was running around with a serious wound on his neck from where the polecat had bitten him. By some miracle, the squirrel had been able to get away from him. He couldn't speak because of the pain, but he ran between all the twigs and branches. Everyone could see it. He ran like a madman. From time to time, he'd stop, sit down, raise his forepaws in confusion, take hold of his head in his shock and his suffering. And as he did so, blood gushed all over his white breast, and it turned red. 
He ran around like this for an hour, and then suddenly he collapsed, fell hard against the branches of the tree, and fell dying into the snow. A pair of magpies immediately came down to him and began their feasting. There was also the time when the fox attacked the pheasant, tore him to bits. Even though everyone liked and respected the pheasant for his beauty and strength, his death was a cause for concern far and wide, and everyone felt sorry for this inconsolable widow. The fox had snatched the pheasant out of the snow he'd settled in, and where he thought he was well hidden. No one could feel safe anymore, as all these things happened in broad daylight. It seemed that the pentry they were suffering would never come to an end. It spread bitterness and ruthlessness all around. It made all experience worthless. It undermined the conscious, destroyed all trust and all good manner. There was no mercy anymore, no peace, no holding back. It's impossible to even think it might ever get any better, Bambi's mother sighed. Auntie Ina sighed too, and it's impossible to think that it ever was any better. Oh, don't be silly, said Morena, looking straight ahead. I think how lovely it used to be all the time. Listen, Mrs. Nettler said to Auntie Ina. Your little one is shivering, isn't he? And he pointed to Gobo. Does he always shiver like that? Sad to say, answered Auntie Ina, somewhat worried. He's been shivering like that for several days now. And then, said Mrs. Nettler in the open way she had of saying things, I'm only glad I haven't got any children any more. If he was my little one, I'd be worried about whether he gets through the winter. Gobo, indeed, did not look well. He was weak. He'd always been less than strong of Bambi or Feline, and hadn't grown as fast as those two, but now he looked worse from day to day. He couldn't keep his food down, what little there was of it now. He was in continual pain. And so with the cold and the difficulties of life, he'd lost all of what strength he had. He shivered all the time, could barely hold himself upright, and everyone looked at him with concern. Mrs. Nettler went to him and gave him a friendly push on the side. Now don't you be sad, she said sternly. It's not right for a young prince, and it's bad for your health. She moved away from him because she didn't want anyone to see how concerned she was. Rano was sitting in the snow to one side, but now he jumped up. I don't know what that is, he mumbled and looked all around. Everyone paid attention. What is it, they all asked. I really don't know, Rano repeated, but I'm worried. All of a sudden, I'm worried. It's as if there, there, there was something wrong. Karras had tested the air. I can't smell anything odd, he declared. They all stood there listening, testing the air. Nothing. I can't smell anything, they all said one after another. But still, Rano persisted, you can say what you like, but there is something wrong. The crows have been calling, said Marina. They're calling again now, added Feline quickly, but by now the others had heard them too. Look, that's them, flying. 
Karis pointed to the others. Everyone looked up. Above the tops of the trees, crows were flying away in swarms. They came inward from the outermost edge of the woods, from wherever it was that danger was approaching, and spoke anxiously to each other up there. It was clear there was an exceptional disturbance of some sort. There, wasn't I right, said Rano. You can see there's something going on. What are we going to do, whispered Bambi's mother uneasily. Get away from here now, insisted Aunt Ina in alarm. Wait, commanded Rono. Wait? With all the children here, Auntie Ina contradicted him, when Gobo won't be able to run. All right, then, Rono conceded. You get away from here with your children. I don't see any point of it, of course, but I don't want you to blame me for it later. He was serious and decisive. Gobo, Feline, come this way, not too fast. Go slowly. Stay behind me, Auntie Ina admonished them. She, with her children, slipped away. A time went by. They stood and listened, smelling the air. That's all we need, Mrs. Netley began. We've all got to put up with all of this now, and that's all we need. She was very cross. Bambi looked at her and felt that she was thinking of something dreadful. Now the magpies were also coming out of that same part of the thicket as the crows had come, three or four at a time. Look out, look out, they cried. They still couldn't be seen, but their loud warnings could be heard one after another. Look out, look out. Now they came nearer and continued to flap their wings, shocked and disturbed. Hack, the the jays cried, yapping loud in their alarm, and suddenly... All at the same time, all the deer came together. It had seared through them, as if they'd been hit by something. Now they stood still and breathed heavily. It was him. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) That's scary. And that's where we're going to leave it uh, for today. We'll continue. Him has arrived again. And I'm sure there'll be no end of trouble. That'll be coming up on Saturday night stream here on the Jay Sheldon Show. We continue with Bambi. Yes. All right. What else we got? Here we go. Let's get rid of that. Cool. All right. The film, Aldwin, always got something here. The film I wanted to watch in theaters, The Woman King was unfortunately delayed, set to release February 2023. Wow! So I watched DCEU's Black Adam instead. It was enjoyable. I have heard uh, some very good reviews of Black Adam. Uh, some of my friends had seen it and said that they uh, they thoroughly enjoyed the film. So I'm glad that you liked it. Good news. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us for tonight. Thank you so much for popping in, popping by, taking part in the show. Please, please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, or follow uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch.tv, and of course our main channel, Rumble.com. you got to check us out on Rumble and subscribe over there. Just hit that subscribe button wherever it is. It's free and uh, doesn't cost you a dime. It helps out the show a lot. I will see you Saturday night. Until then, this is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. (laughs) 